Hello and welcome to the first episode of Oto, a show dedicated to Asian music. I'm Cassandra Baker and with me tonight is Evanor Ailman. And uh, tonight on the show uh, we've got a couple of new tracks, mold things, pretty rock-oriented show tonight. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Ev? I'm pretty good. I'm sort of excited for this being the first episode and um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm a little anxious myself. Um Pretty much uh, new territory for both of us, I'm sure. A little bit of background on the show. We do feature uh, Korean, Chinese, Japanese artists from multiple genres. Uh, we do try to be a little uh, theme, a little thematic, as it were. Uh, and tonight is a little more rock-oriented. Probably next week we'll probably delve more into uh, different pop genres. But tonight is a, a lot of uh, new releases up tonight. First one being a band that's really close to me, but we'll we'll get to that. Ev, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so yeah, my name is Evanor. I've been listening to Japanese music since uh, 2000, uh, mainly with uh, Visual K. That's specifically, I guess, my genre of choice, but. I sort of don't discriminate uh, anything that sounds good to me, and I'm always up for anything new. Now, uh, Visual K, that niche genre, why don't you, really you know, elaborate a little bit on what that is for, for people who might not know? I think a, a funny way of describing it is just it's basically uh, men in dresses. But if you want to be more specific, similar to that glam rock aspect, where the music is typically rock-influenced, but it has a heavy influence on the visual aspect as well. Right. I don't um, know if that's a pretty good description. Best uh, way I describe it to people who don't really, there's nothing really to base it off of, could be to describe it as something more akin to like Kiss or Alice Cooper, but the music within this genre can really be any genre. There's uh, electro-pop bands, some punk influence, uh, a lot of, you know, kind of new wave and uh, some goth elements uh, were pretty heavy, especially through the late 90s and uh, into the early 2000s, which does bring me back to the band that I was about to mention, which is uh, Silver Ash. They're a Chinese band that formed in uh, 2001. Oof, these guys have been through a lot. Okay, they've been censored in their homeland, okay? Uh, they're a Chinese band. And any you know live that they would perform would end up getting shut down or and then thanks to SARS in two thousand four they had to cancel a show they were going to come to the US and perform at a convention over here, one of the Pacific Media Expo. Uh and uh SARS, they <laughs> claimed SARS anyway and, and denied them visas and they weren't able to come. And <laughs> since then, uh <laughs> they haven't had much luck. Uh, the vocalist has actually gone to Canada, and uh, he's decided to, you know, restart activities. And they've released this song here recently. It's uh, called "Pretty But Evil," and it's a little more. You can get more of a Western vibe in this. If you if you're a fan of Visual K, you already know what I'm talking about a little bit. But uh, the Visual K for the majority of it, there's a certain tone to the guitars, a certain flow to the lyrics. And in this song, they're, they're going for more of a, a Western sound, a Western feel. And uh, this is because they intend on becoming an international act. An interesting concept for a band like this, they uh, plan on releasing new all their new material in Chinese, Japanese, and in English. I, I, know, I'm not, I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but like I said, I absolutely adore these guys, and I've, I have been a fan since probably 2002. So they, they, they've had a couple of albums, a couple of singles, but after 2005, things were pretty much hush-hush about them. So it's so exciting to have something new about them. We're playing that, and up after that is a new release by a major act in Japan, uh, and it's another visual act. It's uh, No God. And they used to have a huge front 
beast on the beginning of their name. And I'm kind of glad they cut that off. It just flows a little better just to say no god instead of speaking rambling for 30 minutes just to say the name of the band which is a theme in visual k is it not totally totally and no god is a really good band i actually haven't heard any of their more recent stuff but i totally remember when they first came out and the vocalist had that like monster glove on and they're like the visual aspect is really good uh they're they're i first took notice of them uh, was their first music video, it was them going after the Dragon Balls, if any of y'all watch Dragon Ball C, or Dragon Ball. <laughs> it's a bunch of glam rockers going on an adventure to find the Dragon Balls. And then that's the whole video. That's that's it. They they find them, and then the video's over. They, they summon the dragon, and end the video. <laughs> that's, all they, that's all they could have probably afforded, to be quite honest. <laughs> helped them pay for that edition of After Effects, man. Their original stuff was a little more, I want to say dark, is a little darker than their current stuff, but I think that plays into the fact that they're a major act now over there. When I first got into them was around 2008 or so. They had kind of, it was odd, they were very well produced, the, their, the production values on their early releases were just as good as what they're doing now. Yeah. Um, they had money, basically. But now they have a bit of an 80s power metal feel, which is really awesome. So we're going to go get straight into them. I know I've rambled a bit. So enjoy Silver Ash's Pretty But Evil and No God's Utsushio Horror Show. I believe I'm saying that right. If I'm not, mail me. You're pretty but evil. You're you are special You need me to show Give me the version You're a pretty evil You're a foreign angel Needs that water
man, I love the chorus and that that No God song. Well, welcome back. Uh, that next... was actually the that was actually the first time I've ever even heard a Silver Ash song, to be quite honest. Was it really? Yeah, I remember back when they first came out, and I I would see them and 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 just see the pictures of them, like, oh yeah, it's really cool, a Chinese VK band. But I think I never really gave them a chance. I don't know. But yeah, that was the first time I ever heard of one one of their songs. It was pretty surprising. Yeah, and it's it it is a bit of a departure from their earlier stuff. I'll go ahead and tell you, and uh, and I'm sure this won't be the last time I'm playing Silver Ash. As I said, love this band, love the love the boys in the band. They're some amazing individuals. I've had the pleasure of, you know, making the acquaintance of a few of them through my travels in life, and they're just genuinely sweet, talented, hardworking guys, and. They really have not deserved half of the stuff they've gone through. And I wish them all the best in the world. And I'm looking forward to new releases from them. Let's see, what do we got coming up next here? Up next is a uh, band from a bit of a controversial record label and producer here. Uh, Ev, why don't you tell us about uh, your band here that you picked out for us? So this band called Bjork Glory, it's, um, as you were saying, it's on, on, it's on Undercode Productions which is a really uh, infamous record label. A lot of people rag on it, and a lot of people love it. Personally, I have a lot of respect for it. I have a lot of respect for the produ- uh, for the guy who heads it, this guy named Kisaki. Uh, basically, he, his hand has, has been in a ton of bands throughout VK history. Um, a lot of people give him crap for, you know, shady business practices, you know, selling five different types of the same CD. You know, typical VK business models. That does yeah. come at a bit of a, a price. You get high production quality out of there, but the, this Kisaki person, he's had a bit of issue with tax evasion. I'm going to go ahead and say he's had trouble with tax evasion. Do you know any anything about what happened there? Because I've heard that Undercode is actually um, dissolving here yeah. soon. It is dissolving, but it's, it, it's sort of similar to what happened... With his old record label, before un- before Undercut Productions, there was this record label named Matina, basically run by the same guy. When he ended that, he just made a new record label. To be honest, I sort of see it as just a business model that they do over there. You got to keep it fresh. You got to keep, you know, sort of the interest still up there. So that's how I see it. But yeah, he did have some tax evasion problems. People accuse him of like prostituting his bands out to like. That's like a that's girls. that's an issue worthy of a whole nother show, man. Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, the band Bjorglor, um, it's one of the newer bands that recently formed. They've only had, I think, uh, a single, a release on an omnibus, and a full album. And, uh, and this is from their album, right? Yes, this is from their album. Yeah, it sort of harks. It it goes back to sort of that old romantic type of feeling that VK used to have. So that's why I chose it because it's it, it's pretty cool. They use old type of themes mixed with uh, I guess better production today. Yeah, I know I know you're a big fan of uh, Visual K, particularly of the late '90s, early 2000s, when it had that bit of romanticism, kind of that yeah, a romantic gothic feel to it was pretty prevalent around that time. And uh, there's a couple of throwback bands to that, uh, uh, Valquar and uh, uh, Runatics. Yeah. Yeah, Metis Gretel was uh, which uh, became uh, Megaromania, which yeah, Megaromania. Yeah. There's a there's what? there's a there's a lot of those types of things. and yeah, I do appreciate. I am a sucker for fluffy, sparkly, romantic Who isn't? music. Who isn't? <laughs> yeah. And the other two songs that I sort of requested, one is by this band called Yasmad, a sort of a semi-recent band as well, and, and the other band that uh that I sort of brought to the table was uh, this band called Amber Gris, which is also a relatively new band. And they sort of use that same theme of just like very romantic and fluffy and, and soft and dreamy. Yeah, but it's not all fluff and stuff with Amber Gris, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, you know, once we've let uh, the listeners, you know, listeners <laughs> take a peek what the, the tone of, of the band and then what you're going to hear in the uh, upcoming track, which will be the third one you're hearing is, you know, kind of very dreamy, kind of soft, uh, almost melancholy is very prevalent. And I say that word a lot, but uh, pretty heavy throughout uh, the majority of their uh, discography. 
the second song I requested is from this band called Yasmat. They're relatively new. They formed in like a 2010. They are sort of the child of uh, ex-members from this band called Oto Oto Iro, and not much is. I don't really know much about them. That um, they, they share they, a couple of similarities in tone to uh, Ambergris. I, I feel uh, again, yeah, uh, kind of a definitely. soft, dreamy tone to to a lot of their pieces. Uh, but we'll, we're going to go ahead and get into those songs. Uh, that is Vior Glory. Am I saying that right? I again, so. if I'm not, go ahead and email me. <laughs> And that is Dead, the creator from their album Gloomy and Wakeful Night, uh, which was released in August of last year. Followed by that is Yasmad, their latest single, Bug Songs. This past December, so fairly recent. You can still find that on, um, you know, on CD Japan and a couple different places. And third up, it would be Amber Gris from their, is that a mini album or an album? Palmander, trying to remember. I, I think it is considered an album. But yeah, okay. it's called uh, Million, Million Dead, Dead Baby Songs. Yes, a pleasant title from something fantastic title. What we fantastic label as dreamy. Here you go, enjoy it.
T-O.
Again, the the only word that comes to mind for that is dreamy. And again, uh, welcome back, guys. Now, I was mentioning earlier, but before the the songs here, that there the tone of the band is substantially different than the tone of the lyrics. And Ev, you were bringing up a point to me earlier how in with visual acts, there's a uh, trend to uh, have a juxtaposition, a uh, two things that you know are just going to clash with each other, and, and then they make it work. Can you explain what's going on here with Ambergris and why we should all be completely shocked? Well, I think it sort of goes back to that whole thing of when you literally translate these songs, a lot of these songs and say, and you imagine maybe an American artist trying to sing these lyrics, it's impossible. You can't really make that, that, that same sound as melodic and like dreamy and stuff when you're talking about, you know, dead babies, you know? Yes, and it is a song about dead babies, ladies and gentlemen. It's um, about leaving a baby to die in the snow, and it's pretty terrifying, actually. But it's it, an awesome song. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's it's so lullaby inducing, but so for the, all the wrong reasons in the world. Oh, I love it though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like you uh, mentioned that a lot of these bands, like VK bands, well, at least a lot of the old ones, and some of the new ones are sort of uh, following in suit. A lot of them have sort of a theme that they play on or a concept of their band. So some of these bands may have very dark and like gothic and all about, you know, like pain and suffering and stuff like that. While others might have a a concept of, you know, uh, I was about to say nyappy, but just very lighthearted and and about flowers or something like that. Something ridiculous. Lots and lots of candy and sugar. Exactly. Lots and lots of sugar and bright colors and stuffed animals and everything that is fluffy and good in the world. And it, it has its place and, and I have certain moods. <laughs> Let's see. What do we have coming up? Ah, I'm, yes. I'm, uh, I'm hmm? curious to what you thought about that Your Boar song because they, they sort of play with a lot of the old sounding type of things. Yes, they do. Uh, um, but uh, they also mix in uh, a lot of some electronic components that I wasn't really expecting in it. Is that is that common with that band? 
uh, because uh, this is uh, that's actually new to me. Uh, I introduced Silver Ash to you. You've introduced Beyond Glory to me. <laughs> I, I think you can say that. I think with a lot of those new with a lot of new bands coming out, they sort of uh, adapt to a lot of electronic type of sounding. But I appreciate your Glory's type of decision on how much they want to put onto it because I, I feel like there's a restraint with it. Yeah, it's not overbearing. Yeah. I would really recommend you listening to their album. I really think you'd like it a lot. It's a really, really, really solid album. I think when it came out, it's probably my favorite album of the 2012. Well, that's another one that's uh, readily available. It's uh, Undercoat does it. There, you can get Undercoat stuff just about anywhere that that yeah. sells, you know, Visual K related items. For that album specifically, it has a horrendous cover art. If you have a chance to look at it. Oh, it's you know horrible. I love bad bad album artwork <laughs> it is really bad really it's like a ghost hovering on the beach but the ghost is like 12 feet tall it's horrible but it's a fantastic album why would a ghost be on a beach it's a gloomy and wakeful night cassandra come on uh well, well uh, yeah i guess that makes sense anyway uh <laughs> coming up in the next uh segment here we have a bit of a i don't want to say joke band but it's certainly an interesting project. It's a group of J-pop girls, J-pop idols, uh, all under the age of, you know, 18. So we're 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 getting into some dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they're these uh, little girls that uh, are accompanied by studio musicians that that play uh, traditional metal music. So are they like a like Golden Bomber? So are are they quote unquote like a fake band or like a an an air band? I uh, no, they're they're not a fake band. Um, the it, it's just a J-pop idol group. Uh, oh, okay. It, if for those not familiar with Golden Bomber, they they do a lot of anime themed songs and uh, they're they're very comedic. Uh, and they're kind of a parody band. Baby metal is meant to be taken a little bit more seriously than something like Golden Bomber. But it is a J-pop idol group being accompanied by really top-notch metal. And that's just its only word for it. It's baby metal. And I, I'm completely addicted to the to the song that we're going to be playing, Headbanger, which is from the single Headbanger. They've only had a handful of singles. They formed in 2010. And I believe they're managed by uh, uh, Marty Friedman of uh, Megadeth. Fame. Really? He yes. had a really cool uh, show for a while. I forgot what it was called, uh, but he had a bunch of like guests. Like, uh, what's that guy from uh, from Scanch? What's his name? Oh, uh, Roly. Yeah, he was he was on there all the time, and they would do like game shows of like where they they'd have to guess the the guitar riff, and it was a really good show. I'm gonna bring you that information. All right, next it's episode. Next episode, show. we'll we'll have yeah. a, we'll have a clue what Ev is talking about. <laughs> And next up after that is, again, another band that, you know, I absolutely adore, and that's Despair's Ray. Now, they have disbanded relatively recently because their singer, Hizumi, has had a lot of, a lot of uh, throat problems, a lot of uh, medical issues that have limited his ability to sing. But he started up, uh, I believe, a uh, some kind of jewelry company. Uh, he's he's doing some you know freelance artwork here and there, and uh, the other members have moved on. The ability, go check the uh, music video of theirs out or two, and uh, you'll see uh, usually an intricately made microphone stand, and that was always made by Hizumi, and it's just really ornate, and it really reminds me of uh, Furu-san uh, or uh, Tomo Furukawa from. Uh, New Kiki and Gun and Tools, and I'm sure I'm completely butchering how you pronounce those, but uh, that might be his intent. You never know with him. <laughs> uh, really sweet dude, really talented man, did a lot of his own prop work, and uh, Despair's Ray was uh, the same way with Hizumi. But yeah, we're going to go into our songs now. Enough ranting about, you know, me lamentful of the days of Despair's Ray conquering the visual K world. Do want to mention, though, that Baby Metal playing after the Ambergris track was completely coincidental. But uh, 
Here we have Baby Metal Headbanger and Despair's Ray, Mary of the Blood, from their uh, mini-album Born. Uh, it's not their original version of it, but it's my favorite version. Here we go.
really like that uh, Despair's Race song, the Mary the Blood. It's one of my favorites. I'm firmly of the opinion Japanese music needs more violin or fiddle action. <laughs> and uh, like a lot of people, I, I feel like they don't realize, but uh, the vocals in Despair's Race, he has a really good singing voice despite you know his like growling and stuff. You know, like he has a really good singing. Voice. Exactly, and the growling uh, is not it's not overpowering. We we've used that word uh, tonight as well, but uh, it uh, it's it's not overpowering. A lot of the newer bands, you know, post, you know, here in the next past year or so that have come out of, that have taken notice of in the visual casing have been very, very growl centric. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, very almost, it's almost like squirrel core, ridiculous sounds come out of these people's mouths, which can be good and a bad thing. Specifically, I think to our last song, that, that applies to being a good thing. Yes, uh, sometimes screeching and howling and wailing can be Fantastic. almost entrancing, in a way. Amazing. <laughs> yes, the next song we have coming up here is jaw-dropping for the fact that the screeching you're hearing is not no this. filter. It's not a filter. It's not any kind of post-production work. This man can make these sounds on cue and this man apparently his name is uh, Kyoka by the way uh, uh, can make these sounds on cue and can apparently teach anyone how to make these sounds I want to call BS but I've seen other people who've been able to do it since because they met him so <laughs> yeah he he yeah, he recently had like a cancer scare or something like that but I think he's all clear now. It, it was really weird in the, the these past few weeks. That I, I think he was calling or saying that he might have had stomach cancer or something like that. Well, this some, news to me, man. Yeah. He could have passed. He could have passed into the other world, Cassandra, and you would have never known. I'm sure somebody would mention. <laughs> like, it'd show up on two channel at the least. But yeah, amazing, talented vocal work. Now, it, it's, it's a... A bit anarchistic. It's a, it's a bit. Uh, again, this this song is from the the late 90s. It's from 1999, so it's in that same vein of uh, you know strong emphasis on the the gothic tone, strong emphasis on being creepy and wailing and just embracing insanity. <laughs> it's a really great song to uh, just thrash around on the floor by yourself, hoping no one catches you. It's a fantastic song. Yeah, and uh, that's what we'll be uh, closing the night on out. Uh, so before we uh, get to that, I do want to say thank you all for tuning in tonight for our premiere episode of Oto. Uh, and I hope you'll join us next week. Uh, be talking about uh, Beautiful's Fest 03. Want to go in depth? It's uh, 10 years after a uh, pretty amazing concert, and I want to talk about uh, what became of uh, the acts in this particular concert and, and, and its importance to the visual case scene as a whole. I'm Cassandra Baker. You can reach me at uh, otoshow at gmail.com. And my co-host tonight has been Evanor Elman, and you can reach him at... Uh, I think the best way you can reach me is probably my last FM page. Uh, my username is Yami Bito. That's a Y-A-M-I-B-I-T-O. Just find me there, and, and you can bother me there. I cannot say my last FM account on here for bleep reasons, so <laughs> uh, you can find me through his last FM page as well if you like to keep uh, track of what you listen to like us two weirdos do. I also want to remind you that you can uh, find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash jisatsudreams, J-I-S-A-T-S-U, dreams. And with that, we're going to say goodnight and leave you with Aline Mariage's Gyaku Ju Warata Urgeru no Nakade. Oh, that was God, good, the Cassandra. Butchery. That was good. That, that was good. That was good, Cassandra. Uh, <laughs> I think I did it right. <laughs> Night, guys. Good night.
Música. Ah. 